Hey guys, it's the M&M's, aka Matt, Nico, and Mitch, or Mitch, Nico, and Matt. Or if you want to just fill those in for whatever you want to. Yeah, it's, um, yeah. This is the podcast, the most inconsistent podcast there is, and we're going to talk about things. Um, my name is Matt. And, uh, Mitch, what's your name? Um, my name is Mitch, and I have a fiancé. Nice. That's good, Mitch. Oh, well, I didn't, um, <laughs> I didn't know we had a cat. Everybody my name is Nico, and I had a pet dog. Name. Whoa. Bingo. <laughs> it was his name. It was. It was. Despite the recording. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to turn on the audio. That's <laughs> <laughs> the truth. Though. It really was bingo. It was bingo. Okay, <laughs> I'm gonna start this off with a big old question. Actually, though, I so like I went through this phase when I was eight, and he was a year older than me, so he was nine. So he's nine years old at this point. But I suddenly wanted to be good calling him Stitch, so I just would go and just call him Stitch around the house. <laughs> like, you're you're such an interesting y- little youngling. Go ahead, Matt. Um, Ask your question. What's something that you hate an unnecessary amount? Glitter. Whoa. That's wait, a good answer. Wait, I hate an us unnecessary amount of, or I just hate it to an unnecessary degree. Like something yeah, I just despise. Like, okay, like something I really, really don't like. But it's like dumb that you don't like it. Dude, but there's reasons why you should hate glitter. Yeah. Well, they multiply through meiosis on your hands. And they never go away. Glitter was banned from my middle school because these girls brought this huge bottle That's and dropped it in a classroom and then it like went into like the hallways and every other classroom through like wind. Dude, and glitter is the worst. Like I'm talking about like a Sam's Club size glitter <laughs> bottle thing. Like Yeah, like he, like the size of like that analogy bottle of glitter. Dude, that's crazy. Um I think that I don't know if this happened for you guys, but Maybe, like, after my freshman year, I think I just completely forgot everything that happened during high school. Maybe it's just a nine thing that I, like, was asleep the whole time, but, like, I literally couldn't remember, like, basic things that... Yeah. Not basic things, but just, like, stories and then, like, random things that happened during high school. I just couldn't remember them. Yeah, no, I, I, I do remember some things from high school. They're not, like, horrible memories or great memories, yeah. but it's just, like, like, the mundane life things I don't remember. Yeah, yeah, that's what I really like talking about. Like, I remember, like, going on lockdown because there's, like, a, a threat for my school. Like, things like that, right. I remember. But the day-to-day things, like, I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know. It was hard, too, because I wasn't in classes with a lot of my, like, really close friends. Same. 
and that made it really tough because like the day-to-day things were just day-to-day because I couldn't really have fun, with, have fun yeah. with the things that I was doing and also I like often find myself comparing my high school time to like other people's mm-hmm. and people are like oh I like used to love jamming to this song with my friends with the windows down blah 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 which I feel like I, I did some stuff like that with my close friends but I feel like I missed out on a large portion yeah. of that kind of stuff and I don't know if it's cause like comparison and like killing my view of it or wait did it actually not yeah I think you know. I think about the summer between my senior year of high school and my freshman year of college more than anything when I think about high school like it's like my glory day yeah cause I I have like an album for like that summer that like whenever I listen to it like it makes me it reminds me yeah. of it yeah and I like very like the week things were very mundane, and I don't remember them, because mm-hmm. I, I, like, worked, like, mm-hmm. 40 hours a week, and then, but I knew my schedule, like, I would just go, like, out on the weekends, like, to yeah. the East Coast, or I would rock climb or something throughout the week. Mm-hmm. I didn't do too many different things, but those are probably my most fond memories, but I was also, like, coming out of a lot of, like, high school stuff that's just, like, drama and stuff that, like, sucks, so... Like, that summer was, like, really freeing for me, so... Yeah. And I also bought my car, so... Yeah. I was actually free to do whatever I wanted. Well, for me, that's, like, Chance the Rapper, like... Yeah, coloring, I was just about to bring that up. Coloring book, like, for me, that album, like, is so... Like, if there's any album that's really nostalgic for me, it's that album, because I think that's that the album, one that I listen to yeah. most to with my friends. That so if there were anything... That album takes you to North Carolina. Yeah. Because I listened to it there first... Mm-hmm. But I was just about to bring that up because that's such a good, like, topic to talk about. Is that, like, songs or albums that take you back to really weird occasions mm-hmm. or re- really weird parts in your life. Yeah. And the first thing that I thought of was Owl City. So, I used to love Minecraft. And okay. I used to play it, like, by myself, like, after school and stuff like that. This was, like, around, like, 6th and 7th grade. And I used to put on Owl City. Um... And, no, like, all of the all songs, the like, stuff. the full albums, and anytime I hear Fireflies, immediately, the thing that comes to mind is, like, first off, y'all don't know Owl City like I do, <laughs> and I also think of Minecraft, of course, but, like, any other time that a song besides Fireflies comes on, I'm like, this person, this person has lived. This person has the play. So, has there been a time well, where there's, like, a song that comes on and you're like, this is, like, a funny moment? I like, the song blanks me now, but it's this worship song that comes on, and every time I hear it, I think of Jurassic Park, because, because the last, <laughs> the last scene in Jurassic Park, where they're flying in a helicopter from the island, has the same chord progression of this song, mm-hmm. and, like, one time I'd watch the movie, no, 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 it's, like, a different, it's a okay. different thing. One time I watched the movie, and then right after I got in the car, listening to that, and I was like, no way. So yeah. every time I hear this song, I can only think of Jurassic Park now. Yeah. But besides that, I don't, I'm to, I can't really think of another one. I think it's in, it's on the album that I listened to, like, the summer before freshman year of college, but, this like, The Way It Goes by Hippocampus is really yeah, nostalgic yeah. for me, because that always reminds me of um, Mother's Day of my senior year of high school so not the summer but I remember it was Mother's Day of my senior year um, 
and this there was actually surf on the Gulf Coast, and a ton of my friends and people who I weren't like I wasn't friends with either, um, but just like a lot of guys from the area were all going to like the local spot, and it was just like a blast, like driving across the causeway and like the windows rolled down and like the boards in my car and then like you show up and everybody's boards are like laid out on the beach and you kind of just like share and you just like grabbed a board and like did your thing it was like that just like one of like one of my fondest memories like with music yeah or dna by kendrick lamar that entire album is like another one of those albums really oh i used to blast humble yeah. Into the just, school parking lot. Yeah. With the windows out, and I felt like I was like the coolest guy. Like right after the album came out, <laughs> I do it. And yeah. I thought it was just yeah. so cool. And once when I was like, "This is so bad." To be like really cool, I like purposely drove over the like the little like parking space like block. You know the thing at the yeah. front. Yeah. yeah. I was like, I'm gonna be so cool and go like and just like hit the ground. Did you drive the truck, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's what I I had. I was driving a Camry. Um, and my brother and I got a serious system in it from our parents for our birthday because we're twins and we share everything and it's fine. But we got the serious system and I was listening. Like I, w- I would pull in, like skirt into the parking lot of my school because I didn't go to school. I like did early college. But for swim practice, I would come back like and go to swim practice and I would just like whip it in there and like have like Dan by Kendrick Lamar playing. Um, and I just... I felt really cool, and I look back on it now, and I wasn't really... I was cool to high schoolers, for sure. Yeah. Like, but definitely now, I would... I'd probably just walk away from that kid. Yeah. Yeah. Are you guys fearful of the coronavirus? Really? I don't think I am. I'm not. Because people are buying the mask, like... In the like, U.S.? The yeah. Corona mask? Yeah, because... Is it a Corona mask? Well, it just looks one of those, like, it filter lo- yeah, masks. It's, no, it's, like, shaped like a lime, though. No, it's not. It's <laughs> <That's kidding>. so <laughs> dumb. <laughs> well, the first thing that came to my mind, like, the first thing I wanted to say was, like, are you fr- are you afraid of, like, the Corona... I was, like, I'm never afraid of some some Corona and lime. <laughs> <laughs> I already have Lyme disease. I'm, I'm ready for it. Ricky Wysoski plays disc golf um professionally he has Lyme yeah. disease and somebody on the subreddit for disc golf made a joke about him getting coronavirus i was like then he'd be corona in line <laughs> i just i'm in this like difficult point in my life where i'm trying to determine like understanding like my time is my time versus like using my brain and being smart about things because then, bring up predestination <laughs> no 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 because because, like, obviously, whenever I go, like, that's the time I'm supposed to go. Yeah, our days are numbered. Yeah. But it's, so it's, like, but is that, like, like, obviously I have a brain to use to make wise decisions. Yeah. So, like, I'm not going to jump off a bridge without a bungee cord or something. Yeah. I think, I think you have to be wise um, extensively. Like, like, you're not going to eat, like, like, six-week-old, like, chicken, uncooked chicken. Like... That would be stupid. Yeah. And it's, but it's like, there are things that are wise to do, but at the same time, I think it's like, goes back to maybe like deeming it as like anxiety inducing. Like yeah. when is it captive? When it, when is like, when is that captivate our thoughts? Right? Yeah. Cause like, I don't want to be like living in, like, I'm not going to live in fear of coronavirus. Like, yeah, you shouldn't. Cause 
like, what precautions am I going to take if, like, the CDC's, like, don't go outside your house. I'm not going to go outside my house. But to live in fear that I'm going to get it, like, walking on campus, I just don't have that. But I don't know if, like, that's, like, not good. Do you get the flu shot? I do get the flu shot. Okay, that was for you. I get the flu that's because I thought I was going to get a public gift card, and I couldn't. I actually have no idea. I'm pretty sure I do have it. The flu? I almost got two. <laughs> yeah. No, I almost got two. Because I is went, I got it at my doctor at home, and then I came back up, and I was like, told mom, I was like, oh, I'm going to go get the, pub, like, the public gift card for yeah. a free flu shot. She's like, no, you already have a flu shot. So you went anyway? No, I didn't. Yeah, yeah I think, that, could that be bad? No, apparently it's really bad. Oh, <laughs> no. It's really, Dude, really bad. Dude, oh my gosh, that reminds me of this thing. So when I was um, uh, at STP, like, uh, two summers ago... Um, my teammate, uh, was, um, a diabetic, and so he had needles, um, that he would have to, like, inject, of course, yeah. with insulin, yeah. and he was talking to us about it, like, the first night, telling us, because I, I had, I don't have much experience with, um, like, diabetics, and basically, he was explaining that if you ever get, like, insulin put in you, like, too much, it'll You're kill not, you. Yeah. Yeah. And I was, like, freaking out. I was like, oh, my gosh, this is terrifying. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but then I watched, like, the, the movie Zodiac. And, like, I don't know if you guys have seen that movie. Yeah, but uh, basically, I'll give you a little premise. There's a guy who bonked his head, and he had complete memory loss. And his wife was a diabetic. And the husband would always give the wife her, um, her shots. And he was legitimately, like... And is this Memento? Oh, shoot. Zodiac. It's not Zodiac. No, Zodiac. It's the same guy, though, right? No, maybe. Zodiac's oh, the one with, with Robert Downey Jr. I feel like an idiot. Okay, <laughs> wrong movie. Memento. Yeah. Same premise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just different movie. Um, and so the wife thought that the husband was faking it. Or, like... Yeah. Would not kill her and give her too much insulin. Um, and like snap out of it or something. Yeah. And he ends up killing her. Because he gives her too much. Because he gives her too much. And he, because he had no idea. Like, she basically set up a scene where he was like, she said, hey, come give me my insulin shot. And then she walked away. Too much. No, no, no. So this is what happened. So like, then he walked away and then like, I don't know, maybe 30 seconds later, she's like, Hey, come give me my insulin shot, and he comes and gives he it. He like again. doesn't remember. So he doesn't remember because he has like severe memory loss. But does she? No, she was testing him because she thought that he was lying or like. Well, then that's her fault. Yeah. That's well, then the movie's really good. It's a really good movie though. I don't even. But know speaking of. About. So wait, I just gotta finish the story. I accidentally so he kept his needles in a bag, and he put the bag on the ground, and it's like kind of like a string bag, yeah. and that's similar vibe but a little bit smaller and I accidentally kicked it one day with a bare foot with a bare foot and my toe started to bleed like profusely and I was freaking out because I looked inside and there and he like looked inside and he's like there's a whole bunch of like uncapped needles in here and why would you keep uncapped needles in I know. like a drawstring <laughs> I know bag? I was like either angry or I was like it's my time to go like <laughs> But, of course, it didn't get, like, injected into me, but I was freaking out. I was, like, inside I was freaking out, but on the outside I was just, like, sitting there, like, am I going to die? I feel like one hit wouldn't kill you. 
<laughs> I have no idea, but I literally sat there with my my toe just bleeding like crazy, and I was like, is it my time to go? This is how it happens. Yeah. I was very inexperienced with the amount of insulin that well, has to be injected. So speaking of like diabetics, my sis, one of my sister's really close friends growing up was like diabetic, and we like she was with us all the time. And my mom had this minivan, but you know those like little like test like blood test strips that like diabetics mm-hmm. use. Yeah. They like test the blood and put yeah. in the machine, blah blah blah. It, like gives you a little prick. Yeah, she like would obviously use that all the time. Yeah. But like she would just leave them wherever, <laughs> and so like. Throughout, like, probably for 10 years of my life, where, like, they, probably, by the time I was, like, 6 or 7, they weren't as close anymore. But up until my mom, like, got rid of her minivan when I was, like, 14 or 15. You would find her? I would find these in her car randomly, like, in That's the pockets, so like, under the seats, like, all these, like, tiny, gross, like, blood-filled things. And it was, like, I couldn't even, like, stand it anymore. I was so upset. I was, like, just sell the car. <laughs> sell the car. So I bet you whoever bought the car, like, because we said it, like, sold it used or whatever. It probably is finding these things to this day, these little prick things. Wow. Oh my. Okay, I have a question. Um, do you guys have any, like, ridiculously, like, interesting or funny history facts? Or just, like, facts in general, if you can't think of, like... Because I, when I was working at Dollywood, and I was working at the Wild Eagle, the last week of work, I was, like... I can't get fired. I can do anything I want. And so I wrote down this huge list of um, bald eagle facts. And we have, like, different stations. And so there's someone on the microphone that has, like, the power to, like, literally just talk to everyone in line. And so I would say, eagle fact. And then I would, like, scream one out to people. And there's there's this same stupid one that I I kept talking about. And I was like... Did you guys know that bald eagles eat trash? And then I was just talking about how bald eagles literally will eat trash. And then when they die, like, and people open up their stomach, they just have, like, the most disgusting trash in their body. And then I had this other really funny one about, like, a... I don't know how big it was, but I was... (laughs) I was, like, the the, like, highest record or whatever of, like, a kill. Like, this bald eagle literally killed a mule deer that was, like, 114 pounds. And I was, like... Yeah, I, wait, I've seen videos that's where they, pick insane. Up, they, like, pick up goats and fly away with them. Yes! They're huge. I've seen a video of a bald that's eagle nuts. just picking up a fox. Yeah. And just kept on flying. That's kind of nuts. Yeah. That's a good fact. It is a good fact. Because you're talking about animals now in psychology... And my brain now thinks of animals. My immediate fact is um, brown pelicans die of starvation typically because, not because there's a lack of food in the ocean, because there's not, but because um, the way they dive in at an angle with their eye down so they can see the fish. Um, one eye will go blind after a while from just impacting the water, and then the Whoa. other one will go blind after they switch over, and then they starve because they can't find food. Because they're wow. blind. Wow. That's so... Yeah, that's wild. It's not a funny fact, that, or fascinating, but it's about birds. Yeah, and birds aren't real, so... So then, the robot just ran out of battery. Yeah. But yeah. You know that really funny, like, statement where people are like, yeah, kill two birds with one stone mm-hmm. it's 
Killing two drones with one stone. Oh, yes, yeah, I get it. Killing two drones with one EMP grenade. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like I have so much random knowledge and facts. But now that you ask me, I can't think of any. That's okay. Yeah. But if I think of one during this process... Say it. I'll let you know. Whatever I'll cut you off. Okay. Um, I know, like... Can I just... I, you said, like, the random trivial facts. It makes me think of random trivial-esque, like, dad jokes. Yeah. And the first one that comes to my mind is... Um, the other day... I was watching a documentary about how boats are put together and built. Yeah, we should talk about... It was riveting. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry for cutting you off. It was riveting. I'm glad that you added that part. Um, about, like, random, like... You know how people get on tangents? Or we can get on, like, video tangents of that yeah. nature? So, what are, like, some of the funniest, like, video-type tangents that you've gotten on on YouTube? Okay. I think there's this <laughs> there's this marble racing league. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh! I that no name. way. Yes, they yeah, they like about. they'll take like sixteen different colored marbles and they'll like name them all. They'll be like ocean blue and like yeah. black dragon and all these stuff. And then they'll like you go to like I've, I've they'll I've go to this, this like one. they'll go to like a beach and they'll carve out like a big like path of sand and then they'll like put a piece of wood and then let all the marbles go at once yep but then they have like commentators yep for the marbles and they'll wow. be like better than ocean blue did last time all this stuff and i sat there and probably watched eight hours of these marble racing videos that's insane yeah i've seen them. wow i've I didn't go like as deep as to know the lore and the fandom behind Blue Ocean and the other one, but I have done that one before. That's Dang. what I've been on. That's yeah. some, not something I knew. I, I, I'm sure. I don't know Matt, if you've done this, Nico. I'm almost guaranteeing that you've done this, but like, my favorite things to watch on YouTube are like workshop videos oh, yeah. of like. Like, Adam Savage from Mythbusters, oh, yeah. he does tested videos, like, one day builds. I, one day, like, I, I go, I'll find, like, a creator like that that does those. Yeah. Like, over, mm-hmm. so we're about to go on screen break. I'll, like, find a creator that does that stuff, and I'll backlog and watch mm-hmm. every yeah. single one of their videos about, yeah. like, building things with tools that I don't have and won't have the space for in exactly. the next, like, ten right. years. Yeah. Will, William Osmond? Yes. Oh, my Dude, gosh. I watch a lot of He is my favorite Osmond. YouTuber of all time. He, I love him. What do you think about Michael Reeves? I'm not a big fan of him. I think he, he has a really fun way of creating videos. And yeah. His video style is really funny. Because um, he exploded. He's, he, he, he's very popular. He, like, surpassed William by, like, a lot. Yeah, he is, like, about, like, I think, like, 3.5 million, yeah. and then William. William has, like, 1.2 or 3 or something. What was crazy is, like, I don't I don't know, like, the drama. There's probably not drama, but, like, I know that, like, they don't, like, live together. Like, they were living together after William's house yeah. broke down. Yeah, Michael lives with uh, a whole bunch of streamers. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Gamers. Yeah. Yeah, dude, William Osmond... If you haven't listened to or watched his videos, they're so funny. Yeah, I have to do that. You, you, don't, you would like, like his stuff. Especially, like, 
His older stuff is really yeah. funny too. I thought. Yeah. He hangs out with iDubs um, sometimes, <laughs> uh, who is another one of my favorite YouTubers, but. Yeah. Um, I had to take a break from him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I really like. The word, like, they'll just do, like, a super ASMR video of, like, woodworking or, like, yeah. somebody making, like, a leather wallet yeah. and the tailor. Those are cool. I watch a lot of that. Um, yeah. I, um... I think an easier one for me is, like, Facebook video chains. Yeah. Yeah, I get on the Instagram video chains. Yeah. I've been watching a ton of uh, construction videos recently. Yeah. Which are so like fun. Like, time-lapse? Oh, I'll see it. Not really. There's this uh, account called Health and Safety, which is wild sometimes it's construction but sometimes it's not um sometimes it's just these random like weird uh natural disasters or something um but it's super they're super interesting for sure i've sat and watched those like men from like southeast asia yes build like huts oh my gosh i I sit there and watch all the time and then lately i've been watching a lot of those it'll be like best picture like all the best pictures from like 1940 to like mm. today and it'll show like 10 second clips of all of them uh, I've watched those and it's so cool to like those. watch the progression or like cinematography yeah. and so cool to watch like all these different like sound like visual effects that they've been doing for the past like 70 years now yeah and how it's changed over time to like the point where like they were overlapping film to like visual effects now like yeah. stuff I've been listening to a lot of comedians recently. Um, I can never find one. Like, I think it's just my personality that mm-hmm. I don't think, think like, typical comedians are funny. Um, but I love the yeah. style of comedians that are storytellers. Yeah. And so I've been watching these really dumb things, like, that Comedy Central did called This Is Not Happening. It's where they bring in a whole bunch of, like, comedians um, to just tell, like, 15 minute stories basically and they have like different um categories of stories so they'll have like times on drugs um like fight stories uh like random stuff but sometimes they're really funny and most of the time really crazy yeah i typically comedians that i listen to are probably like they're not typically mainstream i listen to a lot of like jim gaffigan I went and saw him uh, in December. That was kind of a joke. I get it was kind of a mainstream one. It's very mainstream. I almost said Kevin Hart, but I thought that that would be too obvious. Yeah. Did you guys ever listen? This is. Oh, I just forgot his name, but. Jeff Dunham. No, it's not. uh, Jeff Dunham is definitely one of those people. John Mulaney. Not John Mulaney. It's. He like was super inappropriate. He. Had. He would CK. always wear <laughs> Louis C.K. He would always wear like um, like a a sweatband on his wrist. Oh, you talking about Bert? No, the, the Russian. No, story? I love that story. <laughs> and I just watched a Pat McAfee video where he interviewed him. Are They're doing about, a movie. Uh, Gabriel Iglesias. Nope, I'm not talking about him. It's a white <laughs> dude. Um, the sweatband. <laughs> yeah. No. But they're, they're making a movie. They're thinking about making a movie on the Russian guy. The, the... Burt Kurz. Yeah, whatever his name. I just watched a... Like, like I said, I watched a video with Pat McAfee interviewing him talking about the movie Kurt that they're going to make. Kreischer. Kreischer. But... 
the name has slipped me now, and it was slipping me. Oh, I remember just trying to like remember this guy again. Tony Romo. Not Tony Romo. <laughs> great comedian though. Tony He's Romo. a joke. I'm talking about the restaurant. I feel like Tony Romo is <laughs> like. No, no. I'm just saying, I know you're not saying that, but I feel like he's probably one of the most awkward people. <laughs> Have you seen his, like, YouTube compilations of, like, weird things he said? No. Like, he'll be commentating, like, sports games, and he'll say the randomest thing, and everybody just shuts off in the middle he's of the like, sports game. He's the best NFL commentator. Yeah. Like, not to make this now <laughs> really? a sports what? podcast, <laughs> no, but he, for how bad he, he was an average quarterback in the NFL, below average, maybe, but, like, he is so, like, his football IQ is so off the charts. Yeah, He'll be yeah. watching a game and commentating a game and, like, call the play. And I don't know if, like, yeah. all commentators can do that and they just don't, like, flex that hard. But, like, Tony Romo really pulls that one out of his pocket and surprises me. He's like, oh, yeah, like, this formation, like, it's going to be, a, like, a run sweep to the right, jet sweep, and then that happens. And I'm like, yeah. Tony Romo... If, if only you were, like, a defensive coordinator or something like that and not a quarterback. Well, that, that makes me ask the question because I feel like he's... The reason he understands that is because he's seen the game so much. But he's a quarterback. So long. He knows that game. Yeah. And he knows the game. And, like, yeah. so you have to see these people who watch these like videotapes all day. like Or you've played it. Or you've played it where you're, like, experiencing it. You know it so well. Yeah. So, like, how are teams not guessing these things if they have these people available? You know, like, at yeah. some point in the game, I just don't understand, but I don't know. I don't really watch enough sports to be able to know. But Tony Romo, there's this one video where the guy, they do this super long pass, and the guy, he just goes, that was a nice catch. <laughs> and everybody's there just like, what? But That's interesting. Tony Romo is Paul Rudd. Whoa. Tony Roman did this thing. Well, did this thing. He does this thing. He's he works with Corona. Back to Corona. Back to Corona. <laughs> but he, there's like a thing where you can like call this number and it's like a audio recording of Tony Romo, and like if you like pick the right play, like you you answer and like you press like one or two to like pick like the right or wrong answer kind of thing, and like. You, like, play, like, four quarters of football and you got to score a touchdown. And he, like, gave you options. And it's, like, Tony Romo is, like, super excited about you, like, being part of, like, Corona and, like, getting the lime in the Corona. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? It's a bagel. It's a bagel <laughs> on your head. This is my bagel. Yeah. Yeah, our producer's oh, just kind of messing around with Matt right now. Our producer. Our producer. <laughs> we're going to put a bagel on my head, gonna, guys. We're going to have to call this Corona Glitter and Tony Romo. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Do you guys uh, do you guys have a childhood fear that you still are like hey, dealing with? Yeah. Dealing hands with, down. Or like still haunts you today? Oh, hands down. How so, what is childhood? Uh, like... Child. Just your youth, like what is at a young age, like a young age. Okay, I don't have any good ones. But well, so recently, I really don't have any surface level fears. I'm not gonna lie. Like heights don't get me all this stuff. Recently, though, I have developed a surface level fear of rats because of just experience in the past year with rats in my house that I've exterminated. But childhood fear, 
and to this day, I have a fear of somebody living in my house and me not knowing it. This is a, like, erat like, a yeah. fear that I, like, back in the day was, would go and check my windows Dude. every single night, make sure they're locked. All I had to do is watch one video for me to get paranoid about that. Yeah, and so basically, no, the reason what happened, though, is I was, like, laying in my bed one day when I was, I don't know, set six or seven or eight or the something. walking the steps? No. What the I thought you told that? me this story. Well, so, and then in my closet, so our attic in my closet, we have this, like, in each room, basically, but there's, like, a thing to go into the attic. Yeah. And it was, like, a thing you push up and slide over. Yeah. And so I'm laying in my bed one day, and it's, like, really, really windy out. And all of a sudden, I hear this, like, banging coming from my closet, as if the thing is opening and closing, like, mm-hmm. down. I'm, like, somebody's inside the attic trying to get in my room right now and they can't lift it up because it keeps dropping out of their hand it's so hard blah 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 all this stuff and I'm like flipping out and like this seven year old I'm like starting to like freak out don't know I don't want to talk because I don't want to like scare the guy we need to catch him I'm scared and I like go and I like tell my mom like mom there's somebody in my attic like in the attic and then my, I guess my brother overhears and she's like it's probably like nothing blah 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 whatever go back in my room I'm like I don't know why I went back in there and then all of a sudden I hear this banging on my closet door and my brother and I, what happened, my brother and I share, like, the closets, like, interlock, kind of, where yeah, the walls yeah. work, and he's banging on the other side to make it seem like somebody's oh, in my... Oh, And the thing's still... And basically, the way it worked is, like, the wind was, like, sucking up yeah. the thing and dropping it down, and along with that, and I was just flipping out, and then, so from that day, like, just somebody living in my house and me not knowing, and the more I think about it, the more creeped out I get, because it's, like, I don't know how long somebody's, like, if I found out, like... If I found a blanket in my attic and a pillow and all this stuff, like, how long have they been up there? What have they seen? What have they heard? What have they done? Yeah. Like, what things have, like, they done? Like, it's all the That's unknown things. That's very crazy to think about. Because I can ask them, like, how long have you been in my, like, attic? And they could be, like, three months, but really it could be, like, three years, and I would not know. <laughs> you think yeah. you're going to have a casual conversation where you can just ask them that question? Oh, I, if I found somebody in my attic, I would talk to them and be like, what is going on? Like, why? Uh, yeah, no, But that means you'd have to get out and come back. Like, but that's the thing that I ask questions like, when have you been like in the middle of the night while we're sleeping? Have you been coming out? Like, how have you been getting around my yeah. house? How have you been getting food? All these different like, have you been stealing food from us? Like, all these different things that I'm like so paranoid of. Have you guys ever had like experiences where people have like come into your house or stolen? No, but house? my brother. This wasn't me. No. And my brother. He like back when RuneScape was super popular. So I was like probably five or six at this time. He got DDoSed. He, no, he didn't, but my mom was, like, when we were younger, was, like, super, I guess, like, it was a pretty, probably good when we were a young age, but, like, super good about, like, making sure we weren't playing video games super late, mm-hmm. and so he was probably 12 or 13 at this time, and he, like, went and snuck out in the middle of the night, probably, like, 1 or 2 a.m., into our, like, computer room, which is, like, across the house from us, because all of our, like, bedrooms are on one side of the house, Yeah. and then, like, the computer room, living room is all on the other side by this, like, big hallway, and so he's in the computer room. And then he hears, like, a banging on the door and, like, a moaning. And, like, he looks at the people and can't see anybody. Yeah. Oh, gosh. And then he, like, looks. And if you go through our computer room, you can see, like, a window to the front. Yeah. And there's a dude laying on our front porch. And he, like, doesn't know what to do. And so my brother's, like, I don't know what to do. He, like, grabbed his cell phone and, like, couldn't. He got locked because he had stayed out late. My mom thought he was in bed. And so, like, like, we have a lock to, like, the one side of the house, like, of the door. Yeah. So he couldn't get inside there. To tell and he didn't want to call the house because he didn't want the guy to know that, like, they know he was there. Yeah, so he scary. calls my uncle to, like, then call my dad. 
because he didn't have my dad's number saved, I guess. I know. And then we call, like, the police. Yeah. They come and get the guy. Basically, he was this drunk who, like, wandered over from a bar that was, like, a couple blocks away from our house. Or, That's nuts. A little bit away. Mm-hmm. Wandered over, was like, yo, this was, like, I took a taxi here. Like, this is my house. Like, let me in. All this stuff. But, yeah. No, but That's good. So my brother was like, like, I'm not ever going to stay up that late again. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I had this one time. Um, so my mom plays tennis uh, at this place, like, just a minute down the road. Um, and she had her wallet stolen from her car because she left it unlocked. Mm. Um, and so they had, like, her our address yeah. and such. Um, and so one day I was down at my friend's house and I was leaving to come home and I look outside, like I can see my house is like at the complete opposite side of, uh, of the like end of the street. And I can see that there is like a red car parked in front of my house. And I, at that point in time, I had a reading tutor um, that we stopped meeting with and I was like, why is she here right now? This is so strange because she had the same like kind of red oh car. And so I um, I had my ripstick. And so I tried to ripstick real fast to get home. And I get to about like a, a driveway length distance. And this person's car was still there, but parked in the street um, facing the wrong direction. Uh, and... Then I saw someone get out of my dad's truck, this lady, this like Hispanic lady get out of the truck. And I'm just standing there with my ripstick in hand and I'm like eight years old. And this lady just like doesn't make eye contact with me and just walks into, um, into her car with, uh, this big wad of keys in her hand. And, um, I'm just like watching her walk past. She gets into the car and then my, uh, neighbor who lives in front of us, um, is out walking her dog, and then she just starts screaming, like, stop her, stop, stop, and she starts screaming, and apparently, she just, like, stole a whole bunch of stuff from my dad's car, and they just darted off. What the heck? Yeah, so, they, um... And you didn't slap her with your ripstick? No, I didn't know what was going on. Did they ever get caught? So, here's the story. Nice. So, my brother was in middle school at the time, and you guys remember when, like, during picture day, we used mm-hmm. to have those little uh, things that you could buy from the brochure yeah. where you could connect yeah, it yeah. to your... It's like this plastic print that mm-hmm. you could connect it to your keychain. Well, my dad had one of those of me and my brother. So we were on the keychain. And apparently these people threw the keys out on some random street. And this girl that my brother knew was at her grand parents house and saw this picture of this keys that she found on the street and was like oh my gosh I know this kid and so the next day gave it to my brother at school so we got the keys back no way it was so to the truck to the truck yeah but what about the walls like did you ever catch these people no the perps the perps the perps interesting I don't know I thought there's some some people like like, run away from the cops in my neighborhood one time, and they, like, went through my backyard while my dad was taking my dog out. That was really interesting. I have one more story. It's not that interesting, but um, my dad uh, lets homeless people, like, sleep um, 
uh, under like the overhang at his work. And so he like makes friends with him and um, just tries to like help him out in any way. Like yeah. either mm-hmm. just saying like, I'll give you like 10 bucks if you wash my car or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this one time he had this homeless guy. Uh, I don't know how well he knew him, but he brought him to our house and was having him do yard work. And then was just going to like feed him and give him some food or something like that. Yeah. And um, apparently the guy came inside um when I was in my room took a couple family photos and when my mom was in the bathroom he went all the way to the very back into where my dad and my mom's room is my mom was in the bathroom and he stole stuff like like very expensive stuff out of um a jewelry box that my mom has right on her like uh dresser and took it and then it was just gone again yeah and then they never saw that guy Wow. Oh, okay. I don't want this to be a rant about like bad interactions with homeless people because I have. have That's just one thing. I've got one though. Okay. So, um, one of my ex girlfriends, um, back when we were dating, uh, my junior and senior high school, it was the Fourth of July. Yeah, it was the Fourth of July going into my senior year of high school. We went to the beach with my family. Um, we had, like, rented a beach, like, condo thing so that we could, like, stay there for 4th of July and not get hit by drunk drivers and stuff and not have to worry about it. And I was like, oh, well, like, let's go to the beach, but we didn't have anywhere to put our phones. So I was like, big brain, what we'll do is we'll wrap our phones in our towels and then we'll put it underneath the boardwalk. Like, the, like, the, the, the yeah. pier thing that walks through the yeah. mangroves. I was like, that's a great idea, right? Big brain. We go in the water, we get out of the water. No phones, no towels. Oh, and at that point, I'm like, pan- and like two like iPhones, and I was like, frick, like this is not good. Because one, I don't have a phone. Now she doesn't have a phone, and I lost her phone. So, like, double the price. Yeah, I'm like right. really in some trouble now. And so we, we walk off, and I'm in panic mode, like fight or flight. I'm definitely fighting. And I, like, walk over, and I see some like some homeless guys and I see the plastic bag in the towels. Like they have them. Whoa. And I was like, Hey, like that's my towel. That's my plastic bag. Like where are the phones? And the dude looks me in the eyes and he says, Oh, like I got these out of the trash. Like did not even skip a beat. I got these out of the trash. I saw two black dudes run off with the phones going that way. And I was like, okay, like, are you sure? Like, I, like, did not really. I was, like, kind of uneasy, but, like, he was pretty quick about it, so I was, like, okay. So, we, like, finally, we got back. Somehow, we got in contact with my mom, and we got back to the hotel or wherever we were staying, and, like, freaking out. And, like, it was just, like, a really messy situation, mm-hmm. like, not having the phones. Like, her mom was freaked out about it because she didn't know where Lib, like, didn't want to say her name. She didn't no. know where my girlfriend was, uh, like, that night, and, like, it was just, like, really a stressful situation for all of us. Um, but now we don't have phones and you can like send a message to your iPhone mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and we did. And we offered like a couple, like, like 50 bucks or something like that per phone. And like they responded like they, like whoever it was Ooh. like text my mom or called my mom or like sent a message through my phone and responded. And we were like, okay, cool. Like, 
like, let's set this thing up. Because they turned off our phones immediately. Yeah. Because that's, like, what you do kind of thing. So, we, like, try to set it up. And, like, I was, like, freaking out. Because I'm, like, it's, like, a lot of money. And I was, mm-hmm. like, working as a lifeguard. <laughs> um couldn't and guard like, those phones, though. I couldn't... I could not guard the phones. I could barely guard them. <laughs> so... It's making you a phone guard. <laughs> my... My mom is... Fast forward, like, a week and a half, maybe. My mom is, like, getting her hair done at her friend's house. Because, like, they know, like, a mutual friend that has, like, a hairdresser. And they, um... Like, she gets a call from, like, the people accepting the offer. And, like, we had not heard no from way. them. And they accepted the offer. And, like... The my mom's friend, her husband is like this jacked ball dude, like not a cop, but like she walks into the door at that moment wearing like jeans, like nice, just like av- average shoes, like black shoes, and a black polo and sunglasses. Like dude looks like an <laughs> undercover cop, like he was like just at the station, and like he's like a big dude, like he is gigantic, yeah. and like like put in perspective, like their daughter plays volleyball. And, like, she's got to be, like, 6'7". And, like, this is her dad that's taller than her. 6'7". That's way over exaggerated. But, like, she's she's giant. And he's giant. And, like, takes my mom, and who my mom still has, like, all, like, the colored dye and stuff like that, and her hair, takes my, takes my mom to, like, a meeting point, like, to where it's going to go down. And Marty, my, like, the, the guy, he, like, we show up. It's the homeless dude's that we talked to and I was like, my heart was broken. Cause I was like, like that sucked. Like I, yeah. I didn't, I hated that. You like, have to like associate that. I hated that, that there was the association, but like also that, like that, like the story that they gave us was like so easily given, yeah. but also so easily received. It sucked. I was like that. That's just like a, a yeah. situation. Marty gets the phones in his hands and just, like, grips them and just stares down these dudes. And it's, like, the same guys. And, like, stares down these dudes. And, like, intimidates the freak out of them. And, because, like, he could have not... Like, my mom told him, like, just give them the money. Like, no matter what. And Marty was, like... Like, Laura, like... Like, I don't have to give them the money. Like, look at me. Like, we don't have to do that. And... Like, you know, we sit down and, like, we did anyway, but it worked, it was, like, I, in my, like, never in my life have, like, I heard a story where you get, where you get the phone back. Like, that was just yeah. nuts to me. And, like, we got two iPhones back. Like, not, not one, two. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that's probably why we broke up, though. We didn't break, yeah, we broke up way long. We broke up, <laughs> well, like, that was July, we broke up with some With, like, a, like, a lost phone. So, my sister's this mall, it's probably, like, 25, 30 minutes from my house. In the bathroom. Called, huh? Left in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Called Dang Dolphin it. Mall. And she was there with her friend and her boyfriend. And there was, like, this rumored, like, active shooter at the mall. I know. And so everybody's sprinting out of the mall. Yeah. All this stuff. And my sister on the way out, like, drops her phone in the parking lot and then leaves. Yeah. Doesn't realize because she's trying to get out of there, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then my mom, like, hears about this, like, rumored... And she's, like, ner- oh, nervous. Dude. And so she's freaking out. She's, like, calling my sister, and she's not. What a and, like, she looks up the track, like, the tracker, and she's at the mall still. So my mom's, like, flipping out at this point, like, trying to figure out what's going on. And keeps keeps tracking, keeps tracking it. 
finally, like, sees it start moving, goes all the way to, like, Miami Beach, which is, like, freaking far from this mall. Yeah. She thinks she's getting kidnapped. And so she's, like, freaking out. At this point, like, my sister's friend calls my mom, and so she's, like, okay, okay like, she's fine. She just dropped the phone. Imagine being, all this like, stuff. the mom. I know. My mom was, like... It's bad. Basically, this guy, like, it was actually a really nice guy. He, like, found it, I guess, Aww. and then... He, like, called, like, we called, and he picked up, and he was like, hey, like, we can meet you here, blah, blah, blah. But, yeah, my mom was, like, freaking out, because yeah. she didn't know what was going well, on. Well, that's what happened with, like, my girlfriend at the time. Like, it was 4th of July night, and, like, there's just so many things that happen, mm-hmm. like, during 4th of July, like, celebratory gunfire, all these different things, and drunk driving. And, like, her mom, we were at the beach, and that's, like, from where she lives, like, 30 minutes. Her mom... Like, at 1, 2 o'clock in the morning, drove all the way out to the beach just to make sure. And, like, didn't like didn't know where we were staying or maybe didn't yeah. know where we were staying. Like, just, like, saw that her car was in the parking lot and was like, okay, it's fine, and left. But, like, her mom was livid because it's like, the plan was not for her to stay the night. Yeah. And it was, it was so messy. But, like, how similar. It's just like... Yeah. But, dang. Okay, so do any of your guys' parents try to avoid talking about their past? Hmm. I feel like as I've gotten older, I've asked my dad more questions because growing up, he didn't avoid, he just didn't talk about it. But as I've gotten older, I've realized like there's a lot more about his past that like I didn't know or like didn't realize to the extent. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so as I've gotten older, I've, like, begun to ask more questions about, but, yeah, I definitely think, it's not like he's trying to hide it, he just doesn't, like, it's not he's afraid to talk about it, I don't think he just thinks about it, and I think just part of his, like, upbringing, like, that, and then my mom, there's, like, obviously things that I don't think she thinks that, like, we need to know about her, like, past and stuff, so she doesn't, which I don't feel like any different about her, so I don't really care. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely, like, there's, like, I kind of, like, learn more and more, kind of, like, you're saying, like, as we go on, like, I hear more stories about, like, when my parents were, like, first married and, like, early on in their marriage or, like, while they were dating kind of thing. Like, I hear more stories about that now. Um, there's, like, some stuff that, like, I, like, I mean, like, I've had, like, bombshells before, like, I remember, like, I had a bombshell in, like, seventh grade, like, where my dad, like, told me, like, he had been married before. And, like, I had no idea. That's a pretty long time. Like, yeah. like, it was, like, super short, and, like, it didn't work out. Like, there's no kids. Like, nothing really was involved. Like, nothing happened. Like, it just happened, and then it didn't happen. But, like, 7th, 8th grade, mm-hmm. and I, like, had no idea. And even now, it just, like, doesn't occur to me that, like, because, like, I've never met her. She's not in my life. Like, is not in the longer, mm-hmm. like, like, right afterwards, like, she just kind of, like, off the face of the earth. Yeah. And then, like, I hear more about the story of, like, me and my brother, like, in, like, my mom's, like, pregnancy, like, situation. Like, there, there's, like, some stuff about that, like, that I didn't know. Because, like, Jonathan and I, like, were insemination. So, like, the use of, like, like medicine mm-hmm. to, like, for, like, ovulation. And then, like, there's, like, medical help in that. But, like... My mom, like, did, like, that process for a while. So, like, in that process, just, like, the natural things have occurred. And, like, 
I didn't know about that until like probably my freshman year of college, which is just like, the, but like I, I'm like bombshells, but like never like, I don't think there's anything like blatantly hidden from me. I mean, but if it was hidden, I wouldn't know, yeah. but I don't think any, I mean, it would be a nice hidden story if like there was some trust fund out there. Yeah. I know that's yeah. like a typical go-to, but like yeah. it would be sick if like my parents one day were like surprise, like yeah. we are keeping you humble, like we're billionaires. <laughs> yeah, I definitely I think, think there are some like huge things that I don't know. Yeah, but like I don't, I think I'm with the way that I am. Like I don't think it would necessarily affect the way I view them. Yeah, or like how to knowing that does it if would it affect things i don't really think so does it, yeah, does it change anything it wouldn't change anything i don't think then again i wouldn't know what it would change yeah yeah i think it would change because i have such a specific view of my parents now mm-hmm. and the way that i see them now could be completely changed in an instant yeah just because of this one thing but what i was going to bring up from what you're talking about was that think about it kind of if you can from their perspective and just like yeah walk in there in their shoes for a second like think about how hard it would be to tell like your kid like a really really dark part of your past yeah like that is tough yeah yeah i think like 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 two things on that like i think like I, I was able to, I mean, like, we've all shared testimonies with, like, either one another or with others, and, like, that's, like, tough sometimes, um, depending on, like, what your background looks like or, you know, what coming to faith looks like, but I think when, when I had to, like, relive memories for the purpose of telling my story to my now fiancé, like, I have to imagine it's similar to that. Because it was just, like, defeating. Because I was like, I have to admit this thing to you. That, like, when I was doing this, like, I'm not the person I am now. And, like, that was a completely different me. But, like, this is fresh to you. Yeah. So, like, it. I think it would shape. Like, it's like, you, there is a fear that's going to, like, reshape, like, the way you view things. Because, like, and then my, that goes into my second point of, like, receiving that information. Like, because all of us have come into life where our parents are, like, mm-hmm. over 30, probably, or 40s. Yeah. So, like, for us, it's just, like, oh, well, like, our parents have always been old. Like, there's no past. Because our our pea brains don't comprehend that, like, mm-hmm. there was a time where they lived life in college or in high school mm-hmm. like us. It would be a different culture, obviously, but it's, like, we come into life where they've arrived at different points. Yeah. So it is, it, I think it does, like, maybe shake up some things. I don't know. It's just because it's a fresh information. Yeah, but I think at that point, I think it's different with, like, a significant other Mm -hmm. than your child because I feel like, and this is what, like, kind of, like, Sadie talked about, like, when you're, you're, like, most raw with somebody, that generally goes to show that, like, you are most authentic with them, Mm -hmm. and that's, like, a true show of, like, affection and, like, love, and that, like, you are comfortable with this person, and so I think it definitely shapes view, but I think the ability to have that conversation is understanding that, like, I trust this person, and I don't think it's, 
like to the point where I feel authentic and like loving this person where I don't think their their opinion of me I don't think would like matter right. or like really like change in the sense that like they're gonna view me the way I am because I'm willing to share this with them yeah. and respect yeah. them in that way I think that since you have like a lot more experience in psychology I think that you probably thought about this more than I have and the, the idea of parenting is like a concept that I just never think of yeah I think of the idea of having a kid and then these random scenarios that I'm creating in my mind. Mm-hmm. But when I'm thinking about, like, the parenting styles, like, four different parenting styles, and, it's like, nice. dude, that, that that's like insane. Like, like it, the more you, theory. yeah, the more you think about it, the more I'm appreciative of the job that my mom has done and my dad has done. Yeah. Um, so there is, yeah. like, a side that I'm, like, so blessed to be able to uh, realize now but also it's just such a daunting task that I'm like, is this worth thinking of? Is this worth yeah. even, like, comprehending? Because yeah. I can't yeah. perceive what that's going to be like. I have no idea. And I don't think anybody does, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it's... Like, you can do a lot to prep beforehand, I'm sure. And I think that probably does make it easier in some cases. Yeah. Like, just knowing how to handle situations. But, yeah. like, y- you don't get the, like... Like, like where it's like for me like I like I've chosen to like be engaged and pursue marriage with Bridget so like for us it's like I know what I'm getting myself into like that's a chosen thing like for the most part I know maybe how we're gonna handle some things and I know like kind of like the variety but it's like a child brand new like clean slate like that child's gonna have its own unique personality and it's like yours like, that's yours now. And you could, you know, come up with every, you know, you could plan out, like, 21 years of a kid's life. But, like, when they're born, like, they could have a personality or just characteristics or just things that, like, are just so unique. Because mm-hmm. I think, like, I mean, we're all three sitting here now. And, like, yeah. to a degree, like, we're doing pretty well. Mm-hmm. Like... But I would probably and rightfully be able to say that, like, our parents probably parented completely different yeah. because of just situational things. And, like, we're all different. Yeah. So, like, yeah, I mean, psychology talks a lot about, like, parenting. For the, like, I mean, some, like, when it comes to, like, developmental psychology and, like, stuff like that, I think it's just so... It, yeah, it's, it's so generalized, though, in, like, theories and stuff like that because there's such a uniqueness to like a child yeah and I'm like my biggest fear I think for like if I do have children is like like the parental scar because it's like there's no parent that doesn't have or no child that doesn't have like some sort of like parental scar or something that it's like this has hurt me or like this isn't and it's like I look at myself and I'm like, I could do everything I can, but it's like, there's no way that I'm going to be able to escape that. Yeah. Personalities are formed by the slightest thing. Yeah. And it's like, it's like, and I don't even know what, what that would even be. So like, how do I even approach that? And sometimes too, it's like, like children don't even like say these things. Like there are things that like my parents probably have done that have hurt me that like, I've never even said. How do you verbalize? Yeah. And how do I like, so how are they going to even know that they're doing this subconsciously? 
or like have done this yeah. and if I don't even say anything and it's like so what am I going to my, my children aren't even going to like say or I'm not even going to know that's like hurting them and I don't know right. and that's I think my biggest fear yeah the effects of like uh, of nurturing your child too much mm-hmm. and I'm like I want to love my child like so much but that can vastly like change the the development in their mm-hmm. future and how they relate to other people and yeah. if they're not like reaching that same amount of like stimulus from the other parent, mm-hmm. that can just change the way that they are like viewing other people, yeah. yeah, and forming relationships. Yeah, and I look at like friends that I've had like growing up throughout life who like were super super nurtured or like mm-hmm. you sheltered for like lack of a better word, or like they couldn't watch certain things, or, like they couldn't do certain things, and like I think about these things and I'm like, I think that's great because they're not having exposure to that and they're not like caught like having to think about these things but also it's like now when they're having to like relate to other people they have no concept of like what this thing is yeah like you didn't being naive yeah it's like or they couldn't read i don't know whatever harry potter harry potter or like i don't know they couldn't watch star wars because of i don't know yeah whatever it's like that's like a big thing that like how do they that's like a thing that they can't relate to and they're gonna feel lost now confused it's like what's the balance in like nurturing yeah versus like Allowing them to be exposed. To yeah, allowing them to be exposed in a, in a way. Yeah. But, like, for instance, like, Harry Potter, for me, like, I started watching it when I was, like, five or six. My yeah. mom was like, this is not real. Like, obviously, like, there are, like, real witches in, or, like, there are, like, witches and, like, evil things in the world. Mm-hmm. But, like, this is, like, separate this from is Harry it. Potter, yeah. 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 I think... There, I didn't, like, I... My parents had no... Like, well... My mom tried to put filters on things, but not necessarily like television. I know people who can't like watch SpongeBob, didn't watch SpongeBob growing mm-hmm. up. I was able to. But like, do you like it, it's like it's like is it good or is it bad? Because like I think there are things in my humor, like I can like directly trace back to like watching like Monty Python at like the age of eight years old. Yeah. Or like Blazing Saddles, if you've ever seen that movie. It is incredibly like inappropriate. Yeah. But like saw Blazing Saddles when I was like, like nine, yeah. ten years old, and like, definitely like. I think, like. Yeah. My my humor is probably affected by that. Yeah, but we all knew like, kids that, were all across the spectrum. Yeah. That like their parents that are super passive and letting their, their kids like not have curfews and, and and then there were very strict, parents and. and and then there are, like, the healthy in-betweens, and typically mm-hmm. the, the people who were, like, on the complete opposite just weren't meshing well together. Yeah. Like, particularly in my friend group, I had, like, five five of us, and there was uh, one guy who was a little bit probably, like, has a more strict household, but then another guy that had a, a more passive, like, uh, parental-type style. Yeah. And, but... But we're all like relatively close, and the people were closer, um, but yeah, it's it's interesting seeing, uh, how people, yeah, are really formed. just like are are formed in that way. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's like. Here's a crazy one, like, and I like I'm not a Freudian, like when it comes to psychology, I think there are some things that make sense, but it's like. Like. 
the people that we surround ourselves with are people that, like, we're comfortable with. That's obvious. But it's, like, how similar we are and drawn to, like, those who, like, relate to, like, family members. Like, weird. Like, different characteristics and, like, my friends that, like... Yeah. That my brother, like, like exhibits fully. Like, I, I mean, I think, like, you and John's humor, like, pretty similar. You guys are definitely personalities are a bit different. But, like, I mean, actually, all three of us have... I, a lot of my personality, or at least humor, is, like, formed from Jonathan because he's so much funnier than I am. So I try to be like him. <laughs> that's not... It's just true. Like, he's just hilarious. So I, like, think that that's funny. And I like that kind of stuff. But, like, a lot of people in my life... Like, naturally, I seek those people because, like, I think John is hilarious. Yeah. So, and then there's other things like that that you can get it to, like... I moved. Yeah, go for it. I have a question about that because this is a really funny observation where my brother made this I statement knew. and he was, like, I two years ago, said. he's like, um, I never realized you were funny. I always thought you were just being stupid. And then I realized <laughs> what you're saying is actually funny. Yeah. And then I completely just changed and everything you're saying is just super hilarious. Yeah. I was like, dude, what the heck? You like, made me feel like I was an idiot for my whole life until years. now. Yeah. And now you're telling me I'm actually funny? Yeah. And I was like, That's so funny. now it's just like, now, you now until funny. forever, I'm just funny, I guess. I'm yeah. not stupid anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still really stupid, but uh, it was weird hearing that. I never did that to Jonathan. It was probably weird for Jonathan, for me, to tell him that, like, like, I actually, like, thought he was genuinely funny. Because he's, like, we're twins, but, like, he's my younger brother. Like, for the most part, like, so, like, I mean, we're, we're like, a minute apart, so he's mm-hmm. technically the younger brother. But, like, it was probably weird for him for me to be, like, yes, Jonathan, like, you, here, I, I remember one of the first times that I told him he was funnier than me, and it was hilarious. He made it funny. I looked at him, and I said, Jonathan, like, you are probably the funniest person I know. You are so much funnier than I am. Like, I'm willing to admit that. And he looked at me, and he was like, he said something like, like, yeah, I know that. Or, like, <laughs> like it, it was like something just like super like witty like that. And it wasn't like instant. He's just so witty. And I was just like, I was, def- I was, it was super humbling. But at the same time, just like, I was so mad. Because he was like, like, I was admitting to him that he was funny and, like, in humility. And then, like, he hit me with something that I would have never said. It just was actually Dude, funny again. And I was like, that dang is it. The key. Like, I, like, couldn't do it. And I was like, he, look, he just did it. He did the, co- he was so cool in being yeah. funny that he was funny about me, uh-huh. like, trying to be, uh-huh. like, open with him. Have you ever watched videos about, um, you can see it in the great examples of, like, uh, people heckling comedians. Mm-hmm. And it, uh, I think what comedians call it is just crowd work. Yeah. And they literally have to just think on their feet, and then that proves, like, they're that funny. they're actually funny. Because they, of course, have, like, a, a tentative script yeah. um, that they go off of. But this is where you truly find out, are these people actually funny? Yeah. Is when they're thrown off of their, like, their, 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 their routine then, or yeah. whatever. And that's where you see, like, certain people get very very agitated when someone Bo like Burnham. calls out yeah someone they will get very angry because they're on this timeline yeah and if you mess it up mm-hmm. or if you get in the way of that they now have to improvise and if they're not ready they're not yeah. gonna show that they're funny 
And so my whole goal in making people laugh is to be witty and is to yeah. be fast yeah. on my feet. Okay. I just remember the name from the comedian so early on in this conversation. Yeah. Dane Cook. I've heard I thought that. that I don't remember the name. Is. Okay, he does that. He's such a crowd yeah. pleaser. He's hilarious on his feet. Yeah. And I think, like, one thing I noticed about comedians isn't that they are... Isn't, like, the funny stuff that they say that's funny... It's the way that they engage the crowd and, like, tell a story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, like, a lot of times they take the most mundane stories and are able to, like, make them funny either by, like, the diction that they use mm-hmm. or, like, yeah, just, like, the things that they point out in the story and notice yeah. Yeah. or even... That's how they can have laughs after every point in the story. Yeah. Which is crazy because our stories are all, like, we tell the whole story and then... There's a few little funny parts in the middle, but yeah. at the end, that's the big laugh, right? Yeah, and I think, like, it's, like, by doing so, it's, like, engaging the audience where they're like, okay, what's what's going to happen that's funny, mm-hmm. and it's a build-up. I've noticed you do, you tell stories really well to have, like, these, like, punchline kind of things to them, like, better than probably any, <laughs> any person I know. I made this funny witty joke today to Lauren. As of most of my uh, jokes are, like... Always to Lauren. Yeah. <laughs> so today, um, she was throwing out the big chai uh, yeah. thing. And I, and I was like, oh, are you throwing that out? She's like, yeah, it has a crack in it. And immediately I was like, wait, does that mean I get to use it as my tip jar now? And she just started dying laughing because everyone's using yeah, like crack, crack stuff for their tips. And she was dying. Lauren is a good target. It is. She's an easy laugh. If this yeah. is... This is the part where we tell Lauren to skip to, because I think she'll enjoy it. Okay. But she doesn't listen to the rest. <laughs> you don't but have to listen to the rest. Listen now. Yeah, start listening now. Can you say who Lauren is? Yeah. Lauren is our manager. Lauren is our manager. And at if a you place randomly, work at. Yeah, if you randomly found this podcast and you don't know who we are, we're glad to have you. I'm glad you got this far. Yeah, I'm surprised you <laughs> still listening to a stupid... Yeah. Uh. Um... Uh, and we all work at a coffee shop, and we're talking about our um, our manager. Yeah, but she, I think we all probably just like um, not attack, but like we all like take humor to her in different ways because we're yeah. all different in our humor styles. I think, um, like one of my favorite ones to do with like it, it's such like a low hanging fruit humor, and it like either lands or it pisses people off. <laughs> is, like, first thing, like, Lauren walks, um, we have this part of the bar where, like, the, 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 where you can walk onto the bar, you go into the back where everything else is, like, all the staff stuff, and Lauren will walk up to that doorway, um, where the bar is, and she just stands there and looks at us, and if I'm on the register, which is right by that door, I will grab the, the, the closest thing to me, I grab it and I put it in her hands. <laughs> like I've done it with scissors I've done it with like drink tickets I've, I've done it with like or if, like anytime she's near me just imagining you doing this right now Any, anytime she's near me in the bar and I and what I do is I offer it as a gift like I'm like I'm like here like have this like here you go and she's like I don't want this and I was like it's for you that sounds like her yeah and it's like, she's like and sometimes it lands and she laughs other times she like she's like I don't want that <laughs> <laughs> my 
I think the funniest thing that has ever happened with me, like, I guess making her laugh was the other night we, <laughs> she was, like, at the shop or whatever, and I was there late, too, and other people were there, and then they are like, going to watch a movie there, and we grabbed the seat cushions from the couch, and they're going to sit in the back and, like, watch the seat cushions, <laughs> and so then she's standing there holding, I was like, Lauren, hold on to that cushion, and I'm holding the other cushion, and I was like, we're going to run and jump at each other with these things, and she looks at me, she's like, no, don't do it, I'm not ready, she's like, I'm not, I'm not ready. ready, I'm not ready, with like the most fear in her eyes, yeah. but it was like, I got, I'm not ready, but like, I kind of want to do this thing, yeah, she so wanted I was like, to do it, yeah. and so then I was like, I'm definitely going to do this, and I run, and I made her fly, and she launched, she launched, she launched, free society? No. no, this was just uh, like sick info, I guess. <laughs> I'm trying to think of what I was. I was literally <laughs> stopping by to grab a coffee and put on my tab. Okay. I, I was I was in Pascal. I was just doing work, and they were like, "Are you coming to watch a movie with us?" I was like, "What are you talking about?" And they're like, "We're watching a movie right now." Like, oh, cool. Okay. No, no I, I remember this. This is in the group chat. Yeah. They were like, I, "I don't even know what movie they're watching." Oh, it's like Parasite, probably. Yeah, or like Jojo Rabbit. Oh, Jojo Rabbit. There you go. It's a good movie. But, yeah, Lauren, I think Lauren is probably my favorite person on staff to make laugh. I think if I've made Matt laugh, I've made it, like, kind of like Jonathan kind of mentality. Like, I think if I can make Matt laugh, it was funny. I think, the thing with Lauren, it's like an accomplishment, too, which is, because I think she's, like, the best laugh in an easy laugh, but you have to, like, be smart about it. It's gotta be time. And it's gotta be the right, yeah. Because you yeah. don't want to, like, throw her off her groove. Because there are days where she's just, like, really doing work. And, like, she always does work. But, like, there are days where she's just, like, really focused. And yeah. especially when she's on machine, she tries to stay pretty focused. Mm. Um, so I try not... I, I slip up because I'm a fool. And I'll, like, try to make a joke then. And, like, that's usually the time where she, like, has, like, the espresso, like, um, like group head in her hand. And she's like, what? Like, I don't want that. <laughs> and like gets just like starts like pulling shots again um That's but like so usually like when she's just like hanging out you know that she's just like like it, it's like it's really fun to interact with her when she keeps coming up to the doorway just to check on us yeah and i've noticed she checks i don't know if she just checks on me <laughs> but i've noticed she checks on me specifically when i'm working with you nico you matt and fraley <laughs> Yeah, like she's always standing by the doorway, and I'm just like, I feel like we always get that. <laughs> yeah. I always get that same comment, like that when the three of us are working together. Yeah. When the three of us work together, she went, the three of us like, is this you did this. Sh- <laughs> is this normally your shift? I wish. I yeah. hope. I hope Lauren does listen to this part, and this is the appeal that next year, next whatever it is, we all work together. Well, together. I M&Ms think together. It was really funny because when I was filming for my project. She was on machine, and I was like, okay, is it okay if I film you to put you in my product? She's like, yeah, it's fine. And then, like, I'm filming her as a shot's pulling, and she's just standing there looking at the machine. Like, just staring there. And I was like, are you going to do something? <laughs> and then she, like, had the most, like, genuine laugh. And so it was, like, probably my favorite part of the whole video that I made. Because it's this, like, super genuine laugh thing that, like, came out of nowhere, me That's making, awesome. like, this joke out of it. So it was great. Yeah. She's really great. I think, so I don't work a shift with Lorena this semester and I it like kills me yeah because those were really fun shifts last semester 
but and she's leaving. Mm. Yeah. Now this is a Pascal's podcast. Yeah. We're gonna put this moving on. on. <laughs> yeah, moving on now. Unless I just have to bring this up real fast. Go for it. it. It doesn't need a conversation, but I genuinely thought that Kenechi didn't like me or hated me until like this week. Really. Yes. <laughs> Moving onward. <laughs> Moving on. All right, perfect. Well, she doesn't. I'm not going to tell you how I found out because I still don't know. <laughs> you That's just funny. feel like it doesn't. I feel like she doesn't hate There's me. An when did you first fall in love with Kenichi? Well, I fell in love with her. Kenichi, when did you fall in love with Matt? <laughs> I just had pictures that conversation going if you had had it. <laughs> that was so funny. I, like, I think... I, I don't know, man. I'm just... Sometimes... For certain people, I'm not easy to figure out. Yeah. And that is the whole goal. That's the that yeah. my There's a couple weeks thing. in the first semester when I when I first started working, which was last semester, which was August yeah. of two thousand nineteen. <laughs> Good to know. <laughs> um where I was like I didn't I talked about it with Fraley actually, who's another coworker of ours. Um, she's part of this. We're F, we're the M and M's. She's part of F the M and M's. F the M and M's. Yeah, but Disgraceful. so Fraley, um, Fraley and I were talking about today. It's like, I don't know what we were talking about, but I was like, yeah, like we're finally our, like our own baristas. Like we don't have to like piggyback off like the old like the old jokes. Like we can make jokes yeah. now. Because I remember yeah. when I first started working, there were a bunch of jokes that like either I didn't get, or like I would just like go along yeah. with because that's like what the culture yeah. was behind yeah. the bar. It's crazy how ma- how much of our conversation is uh, is like created or prompted by a moment that we just get like this random uh, like thought put in our head of like, oh remember when this happened? Or remember this customer? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or remember when like this and this happened? If you're just starting you have none of that. Yeah. You don't. Yeah. Especially like yeah and like I remember for me, like, a lot of it was, like, knowing... There were some, like, regulars. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember some random lady, like, walked up, like, reached across the bar, put her water bottle in the sink, and filled it up. And I was, like, so uncomfortable. Because <laughs> I did not know what to do at all. And I was just, like... She just, like, looked at me like she owned the place. And she was, like, oh, like, you're a new barista. And I was, like, yeah, like, I am. And she was like, oh, like, I, like, Lauren lives with me. And I was like, okay. Oh, okay. I know who that is. But I just, like. I knew this. But immediately for me, like, even though she, she, like, she gave her, like, title and authority. I didn't think that gave her the authority because the bar. Well, I get. it does, apparently. So, this really is turning into Pascal's thing. Yeah. uh, (laughs) I get really uncomfortable when people walk in with, like, a dog. Because we don't have a no dog sign. Yeah. And I Are don't Are we want... a no dog policy? Well, we... It has to be a service dog. It has to be a service dog. But you can't ask. But you can't ask. And so I get really uncomfortable because I just don't know what to do. We don't have a no dog Bo sign. Bo is not a service dog. Yeah. You met Bo yet? Yeah. Pitbull Husky? Not a service yeah. dog. Calling she you out, Bo. Him. I yeah. hope you're listening. I love you so much. She she came in last week um, yeah. on Thursday. And Jump I immediately was like... I know... This isn't allowed, but I have no idea what to tell her. Yeah. Yeah, I see Bo probably, like, once or twice a week now. Yeah, she lives somewhere around here. Yeah. And I see her walking. But today, before I came on shift, um, 
I walked, I saw Bo when I was walking up, and I was like, I walked up to her. I don't even know the girl's name that like owns Bo. I don't, I don't really care to know either. I feel like most people will care about the dog. More. Yeah, I and I hope which wow. is sad. You're well, valued if you're listening to okay, this. Okay, I'm pretty sure that dog has two different colored eyes. It does, I think. But, that's cool. It's a husky, but that's why. I walked up to Bo today, and I looked at I looked at the girl. I, I did our our obvious interaction. I said, and she. Uh, hopefully she doesn't like feel like I just like neglect her. But, like I am there to see Bo. So I look at her and I say, "Hi again. Can I say hey to Bo? Because I know I call him by Bo because I know him." And she was like, "Yeah, sure, go for it." And Bo got super excited, licked me on the hands, and I like patted my chest. And Bo's a giant, like that giant. He's a husky, it's and a pretty, he like pretty dog. hopped up on my chest and like giving like licking me, and I was like. Alright, yeah. and then I said goodbye to Bo, and I looked at the girl, and I said thanks, and, and walked in the building. <laughs> yeah, but when you think about it, like, how many places can you guys think of that are either restaurants or coffee shops that you would feel comfortable walking a dog that that's, that, that, that is that big in? No, I wouldn't. So, so okay. <laughs> Not, none. Here, so here, because nobody knows my last name on this podcast, and we can't really track it, it doesn't matter, like... My so my mom just moved into a new apartment, and we have a dog, but my dog's a moron, because she doesn't know how to handle the new situation. So my mom bought a service dog in training vest for my dog, yeah, and like brings it into Walmart, and when I was back home for winter break, like we had to take her out, we had to take her with us to go like to do stuff because she can't be left alone because she's a moron, and like. It was one of the most stressful situations. Bo is... If you're listening, Bo, you are perfectly trained. You are an angel. My dog, not Bo. Like, my dog is ridiculous. And we take... Like, it's fine when you go into Walmart because you're in Walmart. Like, Macy acts like a Walmart, like... like Norm like it, like, dude. That is the funniest scenario I can think of. A service dog that's just acting like a regular insane. dog, <laughs> a regular dog. like barking and shaking because it doesn't know where my mom is. Yeah, like I go into Walmart. My mom walks around the corner and like Macy's like looking around, <laughs> like what kind of dog is it? It's a like she's um so she doesn't look like a pit bull. It's a pit bull terrier mix. So she doesn't have. So it's like bigger kind of. Right? It's like thirty. She's thirty five pounds. Oh, okay. okay. So she's not huge, huge, but she she's smaller than Bo. But like, here's the thing. I go back to it. Bo, you're obviously not a service dog. Yeah. I'm like very very. <laughs> but she obviously, could be. Very <laughs> obviously a service dog, but if but if you. If Bo wore a, tra- a service dog and training thing, wouldn't question it for my life. Because Bo is super well-behaved, yeah. listens. Like, when I walked up to Bo today, he wasn't, like, um, the girl wasn't holding the leash. Mm. So, like, he was just chilling. And then when I walked away, he stayed with her. So, super well-behaved. Yeah. Macy, my dog, an idiot, doesn't do that. But wears a service dog vest in Walmart. Like I said, though, it's, it's fine in Walmart. It, that is not to because say because it's does, Walmart because that's Walmart that is not to say that when I took my dog to Walmart with my mom that I was not the most stressed out human <laughs> in my life like I I've, like, that's funny like I literally like, you're, you're like you're lying to everybody you're like and I don't really like lying but also it's like it's like trying to play it cool in front of the cops when you've done nothing wrong 
but this time I've done something wrong. <laughs> this time I've done something wrong. Like, and it's not like, what are they going to do? Like, tell me to leave. Like, that's literally the worst that could happen. But in my mind, I'm like... So, somebody's like, going to confront it's, us. It's, it's somebody's going like, somebody's gonna say something about my dog. Because she doesn't do well with other people either. So, like, if she sees, like, other people, she, like... Gets like she's on edge. Not even a good normal dog. No. She can't wear the normal dog uh, vest. She, yeah, she can't wear normal <laughs> I've learned like there. a lot of situations, like you can like push and do a lot more things than you actually think you can because it's like, In- what are they actually gonna say? Like at restaurants, like if I need silverware, like I'll go to like the back area and grab silverware if it's like close there. Like I have no issue doing <laughs> no. that. See, like, I'm not talking about like that. I'm not talking about to like the line cook area, but I'm talking about like if where it's like we're like a hostess and I'll go and grab one. Like they do that. Like if, if someone forgets a, a menu, yeah, Something or like, like stuff that. like that. Because I'm like, what are they like? If they come up to me, are they gonna kick me out of the restaurant? They're just gonna be like, why'd you grab them? Be like, I needed silver, and they're gonna be like, oh, okay, yeah, happy, like we could get you some, like. Yeah, well, the thing is, my my devil's advocate for that is like when a random customer like at Pascal comes in and is like like does something like reach across the bar or like but like, oh my gosh there's a lady the other day grabbed a croissant in the pastry bin thing like she opened up the lid before. she opened up the yeah. lid and was like oh you got some pastries here and I'm like petrified there's like people standing around the bar she and opened like, it up to she, look in it like she opens up the pastry it's thing it's clear guys she opens it up and like squeezes an almond croissant a couple times, like no, pinch, 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 buy that. and goes like, "I think I'm gonna have this one," and pinches it and then lids it, and I'm like, "No." But I feel like so That's that I, I feel like is different than like grabbing silverware somewhere, because because it's not a health code violation. It's not a health code violation, and it's like not. I feel like me grabbing silverware isn't an invasion. Plus, it's something that's like, if they didn't give me silverware, like, that's on the restaurant for not giving me silverware that I need. Versus, like, somebody grabbing a croissant, there's, like, there's nothing to justify that action whatsoever. There's not a lot of, like, clear parallels for what would, like, transfer over from our setup. Yeah. I think that there's slight things that, like, people go and grab the paper cups which, like, in yeah. our eyes is like, oh, that's a little weird, but it's on the outside yeah. of the bar, so I, like, yeah, it's yeah, not I that big a deal. Yeah. They're, like, not making yeah. their own tea. Yeah, <laughs> and, um, that's, that's funny part, too. Um, if you're listening to this, and you go into a shop, and you ask for hot water, and you don't, <laughs> and you think that we don't know what you're doing, rethink things. So, somebody, <laughs> actually, on that note, if you're gonna do it, I saw somebody do it the other day, and I did it. I like I gave him the water, and I don't mind doing it. But, like I know what you're doing. Like I know what you're doing. Yeah, we guys. don't we don't mind. Like, but don't like don't think it needs to be the secret because right. we know. And it, at the end of the day, it's literally just like a cup of hot free. It's hot water. It's hot water yeah. So it's really not any payment on us. But bring your own cups too if you can for that instead. So. A guy asked me for a cup of water, like a hot hot water for tea, obviously, and I knew he would. I asked him. I was like, "Is this for tea?" Like, do you want this cup or this cup? Like, is this for tea? And he was like, yeah. Um, and I gave it to him, but I noticed that he had, he had like, money in his hand. Like... Yeah, I've had people try to buy hot well, water no, or no, just no. water. He put the money in the tip jar. Oh. And I was like, so if you're going to get hot water from us, a dollar tip. Maybe. Or, like, just like a... Like, 
I'm cool if like you want, if you're if you're regular and you're doing it, like buy a pastry every once in a while or like maybe a drink or a tea every once yeah. in a while, you know? Yeah. Like I'm cool if it's like a once a week or two, like <laughs> twice like I'm just gonna stop. Yeah. I've had someone come up uh either like every Monday morning or Wednesday morning. They'll get like uh I know them now, so I give them like a certain amount of water and then they just do their oatmeal. Mm. Which is like totally oh, fine yeah. with me. Like I literally <laughs> do not care. Is it Nico? <laughs> no. I do make oatmeal a lot, yeah. But <laughs> I've begun to microwave the hot water because then it like incorporates better. But the other day I was walking and the bowl almost fell out of my hand. But so and the choice I had to make was drop this bowl on the tile floor and shatter the bowl and have oatmeal go everywhere, or stick my finger in the bowl to catch it and let it burn. <laughs> And so I just let my, I stuck Dude. my finger in the oatmeal for like, literally like, um, probably like a minute, trying to get over to somewhere where I can like, <laughs> set this thing down because my hand had other stuff in it, as my finger's like burning in like 200 degree oatmeal, <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, I'm like, I don't want to have to clean this up or explain myself if I have oatmeal and shattered like ceramic bowl all over the floor, so I'm just going to suffer That's and I'm so sitting weird. there walking over like, like Shaking and I look after my fingers like red. That's horrible. It's crazy the amount of times that scenarios like that will play out just on little small scales <laughs> when we're working. But time <laughs> slows. It really I know does. Exactly what you're talking. Well, like for me, it's when um, I've so I know a couple of people on the bar. Like for whatever reason, you burn your hand when you're pouring like latte art. Mm. I've never had that problem. It happened to me the other day, so I get it now. I do it. But I don't, I don't hold the cup that way. For me, it's the tea. Like, when I'm, like... Most people burn themselves in the air. When I'm doing the tea, and I'm, like, when it's a paper cup, yeah. like, my hand just starts, like, Oh, yeah. Burning. You I feel like, at the very top. I feel like, because it's happened to me so many times now, like, my tolerance, like, if it happens to me, I'm, like, whatever. I'm a baby. Like, I'm just water. so used to the pain now. Dude, I don't, it doesn't hurt less, but I'm just, like, whatever. Like, it's not a shock. No, I'm a baby. Yeah. All right, let me... Uh, transition our, uh, our whole conversation into something not Pascal's related, yeah. but somewhat on topic. Okay. Bye, Pascal's. And bye, Pascal's. Bye, Lauren. Bye, Lauren. Bye, Bo. Bye, T guys and girls. Yeah. Um, has there been a time where you guys have made, like, a, a massive, like, kitchen disaster? Where you, like, drop something? Yes. Uh, yeah. It wasn't really with bad. food, though. I... So one of the first, um, one of the first gifts that I made, cause I don't, I like, I don't really care for buying gifts for Bridget. She, I just think it's easier to make them. Um, and I was so like, niche. I know so what I'm going to do. I'm going to take, this is, this is, this is a free one. I made her a candle and I, and I bought an enamel mug, like with like flowers on it. Yeah. And I put a wood wick in it and, like, made the mug into a candle so that when she burned it, she would have the mug. And so I had to melt the candle wax to put it into the candle, into, like, the mug. with, And it took me, like, all night to do it, right? Because I just, like, I couldn't figure out melting down candle wax and, like, pouring it in. So I, um, I'm doing this whole thing, and it, and it like it really blew. Like I, like it was so well worth it. And like, cause like she loved it and it was heartfelt and I really loved doing that for her. But like, it was like 
hot wax everywhere. Um, and, and that hardens up. Right. But you know when it really got everywhere? Was when I was going to pour it into um, another, like I was, I melted the wax and I was going to pour this entire like Yankee candle size candle into a, um, in a measuring cup for whatever reason. I was transferring it out of that into something else. And it slipped out of my hand because it was so hot and I had mittens on that like are not tacky and mm. the candle wax went all like c- a complete layer across the kitchen counter <laughs> and like no broke way. the glass, like caked an entire layer inside of the sink all over the kitchen counter to the, to the left of the sink and all over my mom's KitchenAid. Like, and it was a disaster and I spent hours cleaning up. I, I didn't even finish the can. I used the scraps. I, I chiseled off all of like the candle off this counter and like used it for the candle. So like all of the candle that Bridget had burned was from my kitchen counter. (laughs) I, I pretty much was done. I pretty much had, it was all over the ground too. I pretty much had finished cleaning it and my mom came out of her room. And she was like, how's it going? And I was like, you know, I had a couple, I had a spill, cleaned it up. We're like, we're still cleaning it up. It's fine. And she was like, yeah, I heard it. And I just decided that I didn't want to see it. And I stayed in my room and I was like, I'm, and she mentioned, I, so she has a KitchenAid cover. I ruined it and I didn't, I couldn't clean it because I didn't know how to clean wax off cloth. So I just left it. And for Christmas, she was like, oh, you're going to get me a new KitchenAid cloth for Christmas? <laughs> and it's a year later now. Like, when since that happened. So that was... I don't have any, like, cooking, because I don't cook a lot. But, like, I caked our kitchen in candle wax. I've been trying to find this photo about the story, and I can't find it. But That's I'll tell the other one that I wanted to tell first. And then back in, like, high school, I was like, I'm going to eat really, really, really clean. <laughs> and after this story, this was the first meal I tried cooking after this. It was like, I was like, forget it. I went to make brown rice, and I like I guess, so like when you make rice, you boil the water and then you bring it down to a simmer. Didn't know that. I boiled the, <laughs> I boiled the water, and kept it boiling as I put the rice in. So then I was like, twenty five minutes later, I like open, I put the lid on, and I open it, and black smoke just comes out, and this. My mom, like, walked over. She's like, what is that smell? Walked over. She just grabs the pot and throws it in the trash. <laughs> because she's like, we're not going to clean. Yeah, the entire pot. Because it's, like, this black, nasty mess of extremely, extremely burnt rice. That's, like, wow. caked. But the other story... You couldn't tell? Huh? You couldn't tell that it was No, because burnt. it had a lid on. So there's, uh, like, the smoke wasn't escaping or anything. Okay. And I opened it, and it was just a, a cloud of black smoke. But the other story is freshman year... Like, I didn't have a meal planned, so I would, like, cook all my meals and stuff. And, I mean, not all of them, but a lot of them. And I had, like, meal-prepped food. Yeah. And so, like, I emptied and I put... I don't know why I did it like this, but I went in my room and I, like, put the, like, chicken and potatoes and stuff, like, on my plate first. And then I needed to clean, like, the leftover dish stuff, so, like, I was carrying it. And I was carrying, like, four things at once. And I don't know why, but I decided to, like, okay, I'm going to try to open the door of my foot because my hands are full. And I, like, walk out. And as I'm walking into, like, the hallway with the tile, I, like, see the stuff start to... This is, like, the most slow motion ever. Everything just starts toppling down. And I was, like... And then I drop, like, two bowls and a plate. The bowls didn't break, 
but the plate with the chicken and potatoes shatters. And when I tell you it shatters, it's like, not like into like six, like, so it's like in pieces the size of like sand. <laughs> like a little bit bigger than sand all over the floor. And everybody opens, and there's like chicken and potatoes in the mess too. And everybody opens their door in the hall, and they just look at me, and I'm standing there, bitch, like this. Like, it was, everybody thought, like, somebody had, like, died or something. (laughs) Like, somebody broke into one of the rooms, whatever, like, because it sounded like this big piece of glass shattering. And, yeah, it was... Well, there goes Nico again, making his specialty, glass chicken and potatoes. I did eat glass one time, though, by accident. That's good to know. Was it? It was an accident. Okay. Was that Do you want to tell your story? <laughs> that was a story. No, but the glass. <laughs> oh. So, I think I was in fourth grade. And my mom had made mac and cheese in it before. And then she put it, like, in this glass Pyrex dish. And then I guess... And then for the next day, she, like, packed our lunch or whatever. And made mac and cheese. And I'm like, eating this mac and cheese. And I'm like, this is really good mac and cheese. And then... I take a bite and I like a crunch. And she'd also pack potato chips. I was like, maybe a potato chip fell in my Pack and cheese. cheese with a crunch. And I was like, maybe the potato <laughs> yeah. chip fell in. I didn't notice. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, it's like, this is definitely not, it's like a crunch. And I spit out and I see this like little like brown shard come out. And I was like, weird. The whole rest of the afternoon, that was like probably like 1130 or whatever lunch was. Like for five hours, I'm like continuously just like spitting, 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 spitting. And then I'm like freaking out because I saw this brown thing and I knew we have a brown Pyrex thing in mac and cheese and I'm like, I should eat glass. And my mom picks me up and I'm like still spitting and I'm like literally like waiting for my to pick up my siblings with my head out the window spitting out of the window. Like all this like huge globs of spit. And then she's like, what is going on? I'm like, I'm fine, fine, fine. I get home, I sprint in and then the Pyrex is missing a little thing and she was like, did you just eat? Like, did you eat? Like, what happened? It's like, I think I ate glass. Takes me to the ER. They do an x-ray, which, like, an x-ray is not going to reveal glass. Why'd you give me an x-ray? Yeah. And, basically, it, like... But they could see that it, like, scraped the side of my throat. Oh, uh, so it was, like, so that's why I kept spitting. freaking out. Yeah, my throat was, like, I don't know what to do. And then my dad was, like, I'll give you 50 bucks if you find the glass. <laughs> Wait, where would you find the glass? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I need you to inspect it. <laughs> and I was, like, no, thank you. Guys, can we... Please get into a, a poop story. Not just tell your poop story. No, I'm kidding. I have a really funny one. It's not even mine, but before I do that, this actually can like tie into all of it. Do you guys ever, like, right when or just like in the moment after something traumatic happens, uh, or something like crazy or insane happens? Do you guys have this slight thought that you like you want to laugh, but also you're thinking about like Is that what you're no, asking no me? that you like. Okay, I'm talking about like an example like dropping that glass. My thought sometimes is like I'm gonna laugh about this later. That's the first thought that I'll have. Yeah, I get that. And that's what I'm trying to get at. Is that, like, yeah. there's things that happen that I'm gonna be like. I'm going to tell this in a podcast one day or like, I'm going to tell this story and it's going to be really funny, but it sucks right now. I feel like like the moment that I pooped myself, my freshman year, I immediately was like, first off, I, I can't believe that just happened, but I'm going to tell people and they're going to love it and they're going to laugh so hard. 
And then that's how I, I feel like it. I agree, but I also try to restrict myself because then I feel like if I don't experience the moment. I'm only going to be thinking about telling the story and I can't actually tell any story because all it is is this. It's not a big thought. It's just like a one little yeah. thing that crosses no, my mind. Like, this is going to be funny later. Well, I don't have the thought of like, it'll be funny later. For me, it's like, like this happened to me. Um, I went through this training program and it was like a simulation. And in the simulation, like, like they threw our bags on the floor. It was like an intense, it was like high stress simulation kind of thing. And like, we're going to be in simulation for like over 48 hours kind of thing. Like, um, and it's like high stress simulation. And, um, they threw my bags on the floor at like a mock airport, like just being jerks. Like that was the point. And I laughed, but like I had, we like, I had just walked through the door of like entering the simulation. Like, like that was the first five minutes and I laughed and like, I got reamed because they were like mock police officers and like I forgot that I like had just entered like this like this training and like I got reamed for like five minutes like just like why did you laugh like what are you laughing at are you laughing at my culture or why are you laughing at her like then another cop stepped in and started like why are you laughing and I was like it's like the Stanford prison experiment oh it's, my gosh. Yeah, it's not but yes we should watch that all together but it's really good but so like immediately like that happened to me and I was like but I laughed because I was like, oh, like, we're here. Like, we've, I laugh at, like, ironic things. Like, it's like, or just like, it's like, yep. Like, yeah, that's, all right, we're here. Like, so I, like, I joked around and I was like, <laughs> nice. And I got reamed for it. Because yeah, that's not how you should typically react. Yeah. But th- things like that for me. I don't necessarily think about, like, the story. Because I don't really, I don't, I'm not st- necessarily I don't have like I'm not the best storyteller and I also don't have like a ton of like stories so for me my immediate reaction is just like oh gosh mm. if you guys finish this even in most multiple occasions of listening to this I want to thank you um but I also feel bad for you but I want to thank you um and I'm gonna try to be more consistent if I can do you know anybody that like Personally, that listens to these. <laughs> like, does your mom? Like, does your like, my mom listen? and my dad? Do they actually? Well, <laughs> that was kind of a joke, but I'm pretty sure they they do. Oh, okay. Oh, hey, that's all I wanted. <laughs> I, like, I was like, do we like? No, no, no. Do I, we, like, I do we shout somebody out? Hey, Mister yeah, Dan. Sh- no, sh- <laughs> do your own shout out. Mr. To Mr. Dan? <laughs> Tell my dad Dan. to listen to it. Is that what we're calling him now, Mr. Dan? That is his name. <laughs> Mr. Barr. Mr. Barr, Mr. Mr. Dan. Mr. Dan sounds funnier. Um, it's kind of funny. Okay. I've got an idea. How about... I, I think we did enough shouting out with, like, Lauren. We'll just see if Lauren ever, like, if she'll ever look at the backlog of, like, the podcasts. I'm done interrupting the outro. Lauren, if you hear this now, this was a test to see if you'd actually listen to the whole thing. And if you don't listen to this, you obviously don't care about me, Matt, and Nico's, um, like, creative outlet. Yeah, and to prove that you know, or that you listen to this, Yeah. we're yeah. going to give you a code. Yeah. Yeah. It's the fox poops at midnight. Fox poops at midnight. You have to you have to write that on a note card. 
on on somebody's somebody's order receipt. No. no. Just just put it on a <laughs> just, note card. Just put it on a note card. I put it on one of our tips. Just say it to us. Yeah, or just say it to us. Okay, and if Fraley hears this, you have to put um you're my brother in Christ, bro. On You have to make a, a shirt. <laughs> and then with take a white shirt and write it with a a Sharpie. You're my brother in Christ, bro. Okay. okay. I don't have anybody else to shout out. Uh that sounds good to me. Dylan, you should have come. Ben, if you walk into Pascal's <laughs> and you've heard this, walk into Pascal's like you normally do. <laughs> Go for it. That's all. That's uh, all folks. That is all folks. Thanks for hanging with us. Bye bye.